Today's reading is Mark chapter 5. On the other side of the sea, they arrived in the region of the Gerasenes. As soon as Jesus got out of the boat, he was met by a man with an unclean spirit who was coming from the tombs. This man had been living in the tombs and could no longer be restrained even with chains. Though he was often bound with chains and shackles, he had broken the chains and shattered the shackles. Now there was no one with the strength to subdue him. Night and day in the tombs and in the mountains he kept crying out and cutting himself with stones. When the man saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees before him. And he shouted in a loud voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, son of the Most High God? I beg you before God not to torture me. For Jesus had already declared, Come out of this man, you unclean spirit. What is your name? Jesus asked. My name is Legion, he replied, for we are many. And he begged Jesus, reportedly, not to send them out of that region. There on the nearby hillside, a large herd of pigs was feeding. So the demons begged Jesus, send us to the pigs that we may enter them. He gave them permission, and the unclean spirits came out and went into the pigs. And the herd of about 2,000 rushed down the steep bank into the sea and drowned in the water. Those tending the pigs ran off and reported this in the town and countryside. And the people went out to see what had happened. When they came to Jesus, they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons sitting there, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Those who had seen it described what had happened to the demon-possessed man and also to the pigs. And the people began to beg Jesus to leave their region. As he was getting into the boat, the man who had been possessed by the demons begged to go with him. But Jesus would not allow him. Go home to your own people, he said, and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and what mercy he has shown you. So the man went away and began to proclaim throughout the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him, and everyone was amazed. When Jesus had again crossed by boat to the other side, a large crowd gathered around him beside the sea. A synagogue leader named Jairus arrived, and seeing Jesus, he fell at his feet and pleaded with him urgently, My little daughter is near death. Please come and place your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him, and a large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman was there who had suffered from bleeding for twelve years. She had borne much agony under the care of many physicians and had spent all she had, but to no avail. Instead, her condition had only grown worse. When the woman heard about Jesus... She came up through the crowd behind him and touched his cloak, for she kept saying, If only I touch his garments, I will be healed. Immediately her bleeding stopped, and she sensed in her body that she was healed of her affliction. At once Jesus was aware that power had gone out from him. Turning to the crowd, he asked, Who touched my garments? His disciples answered, You can see the crowd pressing in on you, and yet you ask, Who touched me? But he kept looking around to see who had done this. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him, trembling in fear. And she told him the whole truth. Daughter, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be free of your affliction. While he was still speaking, messengers from the house of Jairus arrived and said, Your daughter is dead. Why bother the teacher anymore? But Jesus overheard their conversation and said to Jairus, Do not be afraid. Just believe. And he did not allow anyone to accompany him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they arrived at the house of the synagogue leader, 
Jesus saw the commotion and the people weeping and wailing loudly. He went inside and asked, Why all this commotion and weeping? The child is not dead, but asleep. And they laughed at him. After he had put them all outside, he took the child's father and mother and his own companions and went in to see the child. Taking her by the hand, Jesus said, Talitha kum, which means little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately the girl got up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old, and at once they were utterly astonished. Then Jesus gave strict orders that no one should know about this, and he told them to give her something to eat. This is God's word. At the end of Mark 4, which we read last time, Jesus calmed a storm and caused the disciples to ask themselves, Who is this? Even the wind and waves obey him. We saw that in Mark chapter 4, verse 41, and that's the NIV's translation. Here in chapter 5, the answer to that question emerged from an unlikely source, a man possessed by a large number of demons. This man, the demoniac of Gadara, as he is sometimes called, knew exactly who this man was and called him Jesus, Son of the Most High God, according to verse 7 in the NIV. After Jesus liberated this man from the demons in verses 8 through 13, the word about Christ spread, and people in the town came out to see for themselves. They found the man sitting there dressed and in his right mind, according to verse 15 in the NIV. He was most likely listening to Jesus teach. This man had terrorized their region, according to verses 3 through 5. Yet, after Jesus released him, the people in the town were afraid, according to verse 15, and began to plead with Jesus to leave their region, according to verse 17 in the NIV. After Christ did what nobody else, and even the strongest metal chains could not do, I would expect them to want Jesus to stay. Wouldn't you want to know more about this powerful man? Couldn't this demonstration of his divine power make you want to know more? But that didn't happen in this case. People were not in awe of Jesus, begging to be transformed by his power. They were afraid of Jesus and wanted him to leave. Scripture does not specifically tell us why they did not respond positively to Jesus. But given the truths about the human heart that we've read in other passages of Scripture, it seems likely they did this because of the sins they had. They did not want to turn away from those sins to follow Jesus. While nowhere near as sinful and scary as the demon-possessed man, they still had things they wanted to hide from God. Maybe the man Jesus delivered had made them feel better before his deliverance about their own sins, since they could always point to someone else who was worse. But if Jesus could transform a man who was sold out to Satan, what excuse would the average sinner have for not receiving Christ in faith and repentance? Have you ever seen someone transformed by Christ and felt odd about being in that person's presence? Does someone else's testimony of spiritual growth or deliverance from sin make you feel exposed? When you see God dramatically transform someone else, does your heart cry out for that kind of transformation too? Or are you more likely to stay away from that person and hope they don't rub off on you? The people who asked Jesus to leave their region were not Christians. That is why they asked Jesus to leave. They didn't want to become his children. But even we Christians sometimes are repelled by someone else's spiritual transformation. So much so that we put some separation between them and us. Don't do that. 
Rejoice whenever God saves someone or sparks a work of dramatic growth in their lives. Then humble yourself and ask God to work in your life too. So I hope you'll do that today. I hope you'll think about how this applies to your life. And I hope you'll consider, if you don't already receive this in your email, to sign up an email by going to dailypbj.com slash subscribe. You can also support me financially, and you can go to dailypbj.com slash support to find out more about how to do that. You could also share this with someone who might grow from it in their own Christian life. I hope you have a great day. We'll see you next time.